0: Welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays by the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on supply trends, category updates, brand awareness, and what's hot in the market. Join us each week from San Francisco Bay, California, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Dan, the Produce Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays on this lovely, lovely final Friday of October 2023. Hey folks, it's a beautiful day here in the San Francisco Bay Area and today's Fresh from the Field Fridays is brought to you by the Produce Industry Podcast and sponsored by Buck Naked Onions, Equifruit, the only banana you should buy. Sunrays snack with impact yes folks like i said it's a beautiful day here in the san francisco bay tuesday is halloween and with halloween being so close we'll talk about some pumpkins and some other items of the season that's for sure and we're going to start off with the pomegranate a french word that means many seeded apple and we translate it to be pomegranates they originated in the himalaya and made their way to the mediterranean with many legends in many lands to the greeks it was a symbol of fertility and there's images of fruit that were chiseled into the pillars of King Solomon's Temple as well. And pomegranates are mentioned 31 times in the Old Testament. And the fruit made its way through Eastern European country, oh, to Armenia. And that's where it became a national symbol. And Armenian legend has it that the pomegranate contains 365 seeds, one to symbolize each day of the year. Now, I've never counted the seeds in a pomegranate. (laughs) You can if you want to and let me know what's in there one of the traditions that still remains today is at armenian weddings where the bride is handed a pomegranate and she winds up a fastball and pitches as fast as she could smashing the pomegranate to pieces and the scattered seeds ensure that the bride has uh, many children in the future so if they don't want too many children i guess it's a light toss if they want a lot i guess it's a hard ball who knows but anyway right here in california this is the place where the pomegranates grow and they're loaded with a lot of vitamin c high antioxidant levels that more than red wine and green tea so pomegranates are in the stores and you know the arrows are available year-round now all that brings me to the seedless pomegranate <laughs> so you ask me what how can a pomegranate be seedless well there is a variety that I pick up at the farmer's market every year. It's more white in color with a slight, just slight pinkish blush on it. This pomegranate, when you open it up, the arrows, which are the little red things that you eat that have the seed inside, that little seed that you usually chew up like a little piece of bone, but you, you know it's t- tender enough to chew and digest. But in the seedless pomegranates, it's very, very under mature. So you chew through it without getting any of those white little pieces in your mouth. I only see them at farmer's markets. If you go to the farmer's market, try and find seedless pomegranates. They're great. It's very enjoyable, very sweet. Now the ones that I tasted, it was a few weeks ago. There still was a little bit of tannin in them, but boy, are they absolutely delicious. Now they're probably super, super sweet. I haven't been in a few weeks because I'm moving into my new studio, and that's taken up my time. But anyway, seedless pomegranates, and then your your standard wonderful pomegranates are out there as well. And pumpkins, pumpkins, so many kinds of pumpkins. You know, there's a lot of decor pumpkins, and then there are eating pumpkins. And when I had Dance Fresh Produce, I separated the eating pumpkins from the decor pumpkins. And there were two different PLUs, that I would use, yes, many varieties, but I used one PLU for the cooking pumpkins, all the different varieties, and another PLU for all the decor pumpkins that weren't the orange pumpkins, but anyway, that doesn't matter. You know, references to pumpkins, they date back many centuries, and the name of pumpkin originated from the Greek word for large melon, which is pepon, P-E-P-O-N, and then it was nasalized by the French into pompon. The English changed pompon to pumpion. So no more P-O-M-P-O-N, English changed it to P-U-M-P-I-O-N. And even Shakespeare referred to the pumpion in his Merry Wives of Windsor. But American colonists changed pumpion into pumpkin. The pumpkin was referred to in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. And of course, Cinderella. And then Native Americans dried strips of pumpkin and they wove them into mats. They also roasted long strips of pumpkin on the open fire and ate them. I don't know if they ate the mats or not. I I don't think so. The origin of pumpkin pie occurred when the colonists sliced off the pumpkin top, removed the seeds, and filled the insides with milk, spices, and honey. The pumpkin was then baked in hot Ashes. Then it variated into the pumpkin pie that we have today, but we'll do pumpkin pie next month. Let's get into the jack-o'-lantern. And I might have done this before, and if I did, I apologize. In this move, I'm all over the place and, and a little pressed, but hey. We're working here. Folks have been making jack-o'-lanterns on Halloween for centuries. The practice originated from an Irish myth about a man nicknamed Stingy Jack. According to the story, Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. Hey, a lot of folks do that, right? True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy their drinks. Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money and put it into his pocket next to a silver cross, which prevented the devil from changing back into his original form. Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year. Sheesh, just one year? Come on, Jack. And that should Jack die, he would not claim his soul. The next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. This is just bizarre. While he's up there in the tree... Jack carved the sign of the cross on the tree's bark so the devil could not come down until he promised Jack not to bother him for 10 more years. All right, Jack, now you're thinking. Soon after, Jack croaked. And as the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven. The devil, upset by the trick that Jack had played on him and keeping his word not to claim his soul, would not allow Jack into hell. man. Jack couldn't go to heaven. Jack couldn't go to hell. He sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved-out turnip. And he has been roaming the earth with it ever since. The Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure as Jack of the Lantern, and then simply Jack-o-Lantern. So in Ireland and Scotland, people began to make their own versions of Jack's Lanterns by carving scary faces into turnips, potatoes, and placing them in windows near doors to frighten away stingy Jack and other wandering evil spirits. In England, large beets were used, and then immigrants from these specific countries brought the Jack-o'-lantern tradition with them here to the United States. They soon found that pumpkins a fruit native to America, made the perfect jack-o'-lantern. And there we go. That's the history of the jack-o'-lantern and why we carve pumpkins to keep Stingy Jack away from us. Now, don't you be a Stingy Jack. And when those kids come to your door, don't give them chintzy candies. Give them some good stuff. Give them some chocolates and chocolate bars and name-brand stuff. All right? So don't be a Stingy Jack. Give out good candy to the kids in California you can't give them skittles. I don't know if they're gone <laughs> yet or not, but uh, you can't do that uh, unless they're still here. All right, you get you get the gist. Don't be a stingy jack. Give out the good stuff. I know we're in a down economy. Money's tight, but the kids only do this once a year. All right, we're going to take a quick break here from some of our sponsors and we'll be right back after this. Don't go away. In the morning, I always pour a cup of coffee and grab a banana. Before Equifruit, I never thought twice about how my banana was farmed. And now that I'm a banana badass, I care about fair trade, which ensures fair pay, gender equity, and safe working conditions. This is why Equifruit is the only banana you should buy. Everyone, we have an APP out on a buck naked onion. This onion is produced by Owyhee Purders, so we have to be on the lookout. Whether you're a retailer, food service distributor, or a wholesaler, this onion is whole, it's hearted, and it's a buck naked, everyone. To all you civilians out there, please, let's catch this buck naked onion. Okay, hey, let's run down some of these pumpkins that you see in the mixed bins in the stores. You see a lot that are decor. You got the lo- elongated ones with the warts on them and the other... There's a lot of decor pumpkins and then there's a lot of eating pumpkins. So we're just going to run down the eating pumpkins. Jaradale looks very similar to Australian Queensland Blue. It originated in Western Australia in a town called Jarrodale and... It looks a lot like the Australian Queensland Blue, but it's more squatty. The Queensland Blue has, as the shoulder, as the fruit is develops, closer to the blossom, and it kind of tapers out a little bit, and very thin meat on that area on the blossom end of it. The Jardil is thick all the way around and more squatty. This is that grayish, bluish, greenish pumpkin, squatty pumpkin that you see. It's a very dense orange flesh, lighter orange flesh, and has a very small seed cavity inside, so it's very, very tasty. It's fantastic for pies, uh, muffins, uh, raviolis, all that stuff, and the seeds. You can eat the seeds. They're very, very absolutely delicious. That's Jaradale. Then one of my favorite ones, it's very similar in shape to the Jaradale, but I would say it's more puffy around the shoulder, which connects to the stem, and but very, very dense and very thick. And it's pink on the outside. It's called Porcelain Doll, and it has a very, very, very intense, very pumpkiny flavor to it. Very strong pumpkin flavor. And again, and the seeds. The seeds on all of these that I described to you, even the seeds on the decor pumpkins, are all very edible. And then there's fairy tale, which is usually pretty big. They grow really big. And that is a squatty. It's greener in the beginning of the season. Then it'll start turning an orange color. So it'll be more of a greenish orange. And as pumpkins ripen, they get juicier. This fairy tail pumpkin is absolutely delicious it's sought after by chefs the seeds are great like I said the flesh is very sweet very dense and absolutely delicious I would say cook these pumpkin varieties cut side down I haven't tried them in an air fryer yet but I'm going to but cook them cut side down so the juices drip out of them and evaporate because you want more denseness in your flesh you want less moisture in the flesh, especially if you're going to make making pies and raviolis and muffins and things. So keep that in mind as well. So we've got, what do we got? We got Jarrodale, we got Porcelain Doll, we got Fairy Tale. there's Cinderella, bright, bright orange, very squatty. That is a more, that is a very moist pumpkin. Very, very moist. When I have cooked that one in the past, there's been more moisture in that particular pumpkin than all the other ones that I've dealt with and the flesh is a lot more tender than the porcelain doll and the jar and even the fairy tale so keep that in mind if you want a more if you want more moisture even when you cook it cooks uh cut side down to try and evaporate out all that juice it has plenty of moisture in it so it's great for bisque in soups and, and smoothies of that nature That's Cinderella. Very great flavor. Really, really good sweet flavor to it as well. And then, of course, we've got the sugar pie, or a New England sugar pie, the Mystic. Those two are your small, they look like jack-o'-lanterns. They're small, round orange pumpkins. Smaller, I should say. I mean, some of them get decent size. And they're usually cut very short stem for cooking. Great flavor, fantastic flavor, very small seeds compared to the other pumpkins. Very, very tasty. The sugar pie, great glazed. And you will see that a lot after Thanksgiving right up into Christmas time. And then my favorite, folks, there's a lot of different ones that you can eat, but these are just my top favorites. And I've talked about this quite a bit, and I put the video back up. It's been up It's for several years on my youtube and most recently my rumble channel uh the channel's called dan the produce man on both both platforms and the pumpkin is marina de chioja c-h-i-o-g-g-i-a named after the little sea town that it originated in or at least where it's most popular in Italy. And it's used for all kinds of things in Italy this time of the year. That that pumpkin is celebrated. And it kind of turbines out on the blossom end. So if you put your knife into that blossom end where it turbines out, you're going to get a good cut because that is a thinner piece of the pumpkin. But the rest is meaty. Has a lot of warts. Beautiful. This is like a, a deep, deep grayish green pumpkin, and there's a lot of warts on it. I call them sugar bumps, and I think that's what they're referred to as. I put a video up on the YouTube and the Rumble channel. On YouTube, it's called Marina DiCioja, and then I found the original video that hadn't been published yet in my files somewhere, and I added some extra things to it to kind of doctor it up a little bit, just 30 seconds longer, and that version is on Rumble, and I think it's called Marina Di Chioggia, Pumpkin of the Gods, Zucca Santa, the Holy Pumpkin, because uh, it comes from Zucca Santa or Santa, and or Zuka Baruka, and it's comes from a Jewish word called Baruca, Holy or Blessed. And when you eat this thing, you'll know why it's Holy or Blessed. So. Check out those that video either on Rumble or YouTube called uh, Marina di Chioja or Holy Pumpkin, and <laughs> you'll see why it's called that. This is the most dense, the least moisture out of them all, so it's v- really good to work with. In fact, if you bake this thing right, it'll be crumbly, and then you can work your ingredients in to make the perfect pumpkin pie that stands up straight, doesn't flop, and isn't super, super extra moist, but dense, flavorful, and very, very delicious. So check out that. So these are my favorite varieties. Like I said, there's just a ton ton more. Just You just got to pick out the ones that you like and experiment with them. So whatever variety you choose, the perfect cooking pumpkin or baking pumpkin should be very hard, And heavy for its size, no soft spots or cracks. Check right around the stem area, the whole stem area there. Push it, take your two fingers and just push in all the way around. If there's any give there, if it goes into the flesh of the pumpkin at all, just pass it up. And do the same on the blossom end. Flip it over. You got the the top end with the stem end, and then the bottom where it sits on the on your porch is the blossom end check both sides make sure there's no soft spots make sure it's very very firm and very heavy and then you're going to have a nice good pumpkin now many of these varieties are high in antioxidants they're high in vitamin a which converts in the body to beta carotene and they're very high in vitamin c now the seeds that i told you about that you could eat out of the decor pumpkins and out of the cooking pumpkins they're very high in zinc and look you know the news is out there sensationalizing COVID again so if that's going around it's you know we're coming upon you know the time of the year for colds and flus so COVID's going around again eat those pumpkin seeds they're high in zinc and they're also rich in vitamin A Vitamin C and vitamin E they contain 30 to 40 percent protein in the seeds that is one of the highest concentration among seeds And then of course you know pumpkin seeds are known to help with the bladder also they have a role in prostate health In fact, in a lot of prostate supplements you'll see that pumpkin seed extract or pumpkin seed oil is one of the ingredients in a lot of them and they're grown everywhere except Antarctica. And they're very popular in Mexico with the different calabazas, in Greece, in Italy, and of course right here in the good old USA. So folks, enjoy these pumpkins. Don't just put them on your porch. Eat them. They're absolutely delicious. And just experiment with them. There's plenty of recipes on the internet and have a ball with it because boy they're just good for you and so tasty all right folks have a great happy halloween enjoy yourself out there and you know of course everybody says it be safe stay safe and just have a great time all right folks be sure to tune into the produce industry podcast every monday with patrick kelly as well as the produce industry show on youtube and check out the History of Produce Series with John Papp, and the Global Fresh Series with our one and only, the lovely Juanita Gallio, and also the Produce Industry app. You gotta have that. Download that now on your smartphone, your tablet, on your smartwatch, and wherever else you can download apps too. It's a fantastic resource. And don't forget to check out my YouTube and Rumble channels called Dan the Produce Man, And all my social media can be found at dantheproduceman.com. And remember, folks, don't be a stingy jack. Give out the good stuff. All right, folks, till next week, this is Dan the Produce Man reminding you that it's always best when you get it fresh. You've been listening to Fresh from the Field Fridays with Dan the Produce Man. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Produce Industry Podcast and at Dan the Produce Man. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.